Welcome to the magical world of fitness witchcraft. I'm your host, Emily Flood, and I created fitness witchcraft specifically to help witches and spiritual women to become mentally and physically healthy after trauma. On this podcast, you can expect to hear things from fitness and nutrition to deity work, channeling, quantum healing, spells, collapsing the timelines, and more because you get to become the person who combines their magic with every single aspect of your life. It has taken me a very, very long time to be able to trust my body again and to listen to the signals that it sends me because for my entire life, I was taught not to trust my body, right? From high school when I begged my parents to take me to the doctor because I had pain in my chest, uh, discomfort in my stomach, I was dizzy, nauseous, etc. And the doctor said nothing was wrong. I learned that my body lied to me. I mentioned this before in another episode, but man, I wish we had better education on what the heck anxiety is because it took me until college to learn that my father had generalized anxiety disorder. And oh, well, that kind of made a lot of sense to me when I put all the pieces together, right? So I grew up not being able to trust my body and it became even worse when I got to my own health and fitness goals. I was competing. I was able to trust myself to get to the gym. I was able to trust myself to hit my macros perfectly up until my competition. But then when it was after my competition and the goal was to reverse and to gain a little bit of weight and to enjoy being a little bit looser with my macros, I struggled so hard with not being perfect. Because I also grew up as a people pleaser, right? I wanted my coach to like me. I wanted to be the best athlete. So I wanted to be perfect. And I really struggled in these periods of time, such as reversing and maintaining and bulking, where I was quote unquote allowed to not be perfect because I would just go way the heck overboard. And it got so bad that I would have anxiety attacks in the gym. And I wouldn't be able to stand it. I would get so overstimulated by the music. And I would, I started to hate. I started to hate how my body reacted. And I wasn't able to do anything right for the toxic fitness coach that I had. The irony, right? The people pleaser going after the coach who won't let her do anything right, who will never give her praise. But, you know, that's the way it is. People pleasers tend to gravitate towards people who, you know, make them feel horrible, unfortunately. And I was having my self-worth, I was having my self-worth beaten down every single check-in. And especially post-competition where I was needing to gain back weight, the reverse dieting process, it had me feeling alien. Like my body, my body felt like it was an alien in the reverse dieting process. I didn't, it felt weird. It was changing every day. It was getting bigger. The scale was going up. And between my coach's words and what I would tell myself, you're lazy, you're a bad athlete, you're not good enough, you're a bad coach, etc. It kept me in a shame and guilt spiral of hating myself and hating my body. So today we're going to talk about how to build up self-trust on your fitness journey, you guys, because I struggled with this for two years and it's time to say enough is enough. So we're going to start here with this. um, We're going to bring a little bit of woo in here because that's what I do. Your words are magic, folks. 
Your words are magic. And the words that I was telling myself in my reverse dieting process there, that I was lazy, that I was a bad athlete, that I was not good enough, that I was a bad coach, I was assigning meaning. I was casting my own negative spell on myself, right? A negative spell of shame and guilt. And if you don't believe that, well, don't you think that bullying is a negative spell cast on your psyche for kids and for adults? Adult bullying still exists. Because you've all heard some version of the story, right? The kid whose teacher told him that he just wasn't smart and he grows up hearing that, he stops trying in his classes. I used to be a high school French teacher, right? And I would hear it all the time. Miss, Miss so-and-so told me that I'm so bad at this and I failed Spanish, so I'm going to fail French too. Miss, I'm stupid. So-and-so told me that. My dad says this. My mom says this. They grow up believing that and then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy for them because then they don't try in their classes and they get bad grades and they continue to believe that they're a bad writer, that they're bad at math, etc., And at some point in their lives, I really hope that they break out of that and they learn how to overcome those negative spells that were cast on them by bullies or horrible teachers. But what about good spells that we can cast on our mindsets, right? I was told from a teacher at an early age that I was a good writer, And I took that statement and I ran with it. I don't even remember which teacher told me that, you guys. But I remember some teacher told me. And now I've written six books. I've published a cookbook. And I fell in love with Instagram when I got to write cool, inspiring yoga captions. And I'm working on a nonfiction book right now. I kept hearing those teachers in my head. Miss so-and-so says I'm a good writer, so I'm going to ace this creative writing assignment. Oh, heck yes, I am a good writer. I got an A. I love writing. And then if I ever struggled with something in writing or I got a bad grade, oh my gosh. I figured it out so freaking fast because I had that positive spell on my mind, right? That I was a good writer. So I was going to do everything in my power possible to keep proving that right because it was a spell I liked, right? And so I took actions that aligned with that spell, that thought growing in my head. And if anyone ever told me that I wasn't a good writer, you know, I don't even know if I can remember that because it, I blocked it out, right? It didn't, it, it wasn't allowed to come in and seed my subconscious with doubt. I wouldn't allow myself to hear it because I believed that I was a good writer. And when I believed that I was a good writer, I got better and better at writing. You guys, right above my laptop right now, I have an entire shelf on writing books from fantasy to nonfiction. This is something I am incredibly passionate about. And one day, mark my words, I will go back and I will publish my fiction books. So if your words are magic, We need to look at the words and the thoughts that you are saying about yourself because your mind is like a garden, right? You've got this nice, beautiful, you know, plot of land or whatever, your backyard, and your thoughts and your words are like seeds, okay? So you've got some, you can't control all of your thoughts, right? So you've got some negative seeds in there and some positive seeds, and you get to control which of those seeds that you water, You get to apply meaning to things, right? So the meaning that I was applying when I was having panic attacks in the gym and overeating, I was applying the meaning of, 
I am a bad athlete. I'm a bad coach. I'm not good enough. I'm fucking up, etc. When I didn't have to make it mean anything at all, but that was the meaning that I applied. I chose to continue that spell on my mind. Okay. And your actions are also water for your mind garden. So if you take actions that align with your beliefs in yourself, like I did by buying a bunch of writing books when I started to worry that I wasn't a good writer, I got better, right? Because I wanted to take an action again towards becoming a good writer, like my grade school teacher had told me. Or I could have let all the rejection letters that I got Because guys, I went through the publishing process for two of my novels. And if you know anything about traditional publishing, it's that you get hundreds and hundreds of rejections before you find the exact one. I don't know exactly how many J.K. Rowling had before she published Harry Potter off the top of my head, but it was quite a lot. And then when you find a literary agent, then you have to go through the whole process again with publishers and getting rejected over and over and over And guys, there were so many days there where I did consider if I was even good enough at doing this, right? And then I would go back and I would let go of that meaning because I would choose to apply the meaning of my beta reader who read it and said it was the best novel that she'd read from me yet, right? I would go back and I would figure out how to get better and better because I was not content to be the level of writer that I was at the time. And I wanted to continue to improve. So you get to apply meaning to things. So now when I miss a day at the gym, it doesn't have to mean anything to me. It doesn't have to mean that I'm a bad athlete or a bad coach, especially because I'm injured right now. So I, if I make it to two days a week in the gym, I am happy, right? And this brings us to... The other aspect of how your word is magic, because you want to be able to trust your own word. You don't want to be like the flaky friend who, when you agree to go to the gym at 5 a.m. with them, they never wake up in time for a whole week. You're never going to ask them to do anything early in the morning again, right? Because you don't trust their word. And if they tell you that, oh, next Monday I'll be there 5 a.m., you're not going to believe them. So, Can you trust your own word when it comes to your own goals? Do you trust yourself when it comes to going to the gym and working out? I trust myself a whole heck of a lot in that area, right? Do I trust myself when it comes to cleaning my kitchen or my apartment? (laughs) No. Guys, I am looking around. Freya's toys are everywhere. I've got tarot cards next to me. I've got a pile of books and I did just start the dishwasher though, so go me, right? But you need to be able to trust your word enough in order to build up self-trust in yourself. So how this can apply to your health and fitness journey, if you were like me, struggling through a reverse dieting process and struggling with free meals and struggling with mindful eating after a period of so much restriction, or if you're struggling to stick to your macros at all, we can start to build up self-trust in other areas of your life that seem easier, right? Because if you have been on this binge and restrict cycle over and over, 
you have zero trust in yourself to go through a whole day without that, right? Or to go through a whole week without that because you have seen the pattern yourself and you don't even believe that you're possible of doing it because you have cast a negative spell on yourself there. But we can start to build up self-trust and self-assurance with other more mundane things. Like how many times do you have to tell yourself to do the laundry before it actually gets done? Quite a lot for me. How many times do you have to tell yourself to clean the kitchen, to unload the dishwasher? Again, that's quite a lot for me. But I have, I do have a lot of self-trust around myself getting to the gym. I have a lot of personal self-trust in my body and my nutrition, but I had to build it up. So where in your life are you out of integrity with your word? Where in your life are you telling yourself that you're going to do one thing, but then you don't end up doing it? Because you don't want to be the flaky friend to yourself. And in my personal opinion, there's nothing worse than inauthenticity when you're trying to make friends, right? We've all been there, right? You're at the store, you run into an old friend, and both of you guys end up saying, oh, we should grab coffee sometime. Stop saying that. It doesn't make you feel good, does it? Because you both know that it's not going to happen, but you're both just saying it to like be people pleasers, but it makes both of you feel bad. So trust your word and treat your word like it is magic because it is. Your words affect your subconscious. Your words affect the trust that you have in yourself. So don't say that you're going to do something if you have no intention of doing it, right? This is the classic example. The people who set their New Year's resolutions to lose weight, that's why it's such a common theme that people drop off after 21 days. And then you're doing that year after year after year. And so if you are one of those people who's told yourself over and over, I'm going to stick to it this time. I'm going to do it this time. Do you even really believe yourself because of how many experiences in your life where you have told yourself that you're going to start something and then not done it and then lost it and then not followed through with it after a few weeks? And if this is you, I don't want you to feel any shame around this, right? Because you are here, you are learning, right? And you are going to learn how to build up self-trust, right? This is why I say to my clients that we're going to start small, right? Because it's really overwhelming for me to give someone who has never been to the gym at all a six-day-a-week workout program with squats, deadlifts, bench press, etc., plus cardio, plus really strict macro tracking, etc. They're going to get so overwhelmed, and they're not even going to believe that it's possible for them. What I do really like doing is giving someone something that's just a little bit harder than what they're doing initially. And then when they come to their check-ins and they're like, I thought this was going to be harder. This is so easy for me. I'm ready to go. Then I'm like, okay, we'll bump it up just another notch. And slowly until they are the person going to the gym, I don't go six days a week. I don't ask any of my clients to go six days a week, but maybe they're going to the gym four or five days a week. And They're lifting heavy and they're getting stronger because they built up self-trust in themselves. So if you are looking to start some sort of fitness journey right now, can you start small? I know it's not the sexy thing to start small, 
but can you build up self-trust in yourself with something like a step goal? Don't go crazy here. If you are only getting 6,000 steps a day on average for normal, maybe set a 7,000 step goal. And then once you can consistently get 7,000 steps, you have built up self-trust in yourself because you know it's possible for you. Then you can maybe bump it up to 8,000 steps, right? Build up self-trust in yourself by telling yourself that you're going to go to the gym twice a week, right? Hey, if the entire work week gets away from you, there's still Saturday and Sunday, right? And you will build up confidence in yourself by building up self-trust and self-assurance when you know that you will do the things that you say that you're going to do. And honestly, guys, that is one of the real reasons why people get so confident on their health and fitness journeys. Like, yes, they are losing weight. They're saying they're seeing differences in their pictures and everything, but really they're trusting themselves to follow through on their word. And they're building up that self-trust by working on themselves. So as an activity here, I would love for you to write down five to 10 insignificant examples insignificant little things like cleaning of things that you say that you will do in your life that you don't do five to 10 insignificant examples of places where you are out of integrity with your own word. And then after that, I want you to write down two to three important things, things that are really important to you that you say that you will do in your life that you don't do. Maybe like tracking your macros or going to the gym or doing some school project or some project for work that you're procrastinating on. And after writing that list, really important here, I want you to take a really deep breath in and then I want you to let it go. And I want you to make sure that you release any shame or guilt that pops up when you make that list. Because it's not fun to make a list of all the things that you say that you're going to do, right? I certainly don't like to acknowledge how messy my apartment is. Doesn't make me feel very accomplished. But what does make me feel very accomplished is the list of things that I am able to get done. So that'll be part two. Writing down a list of all the areas in your life where you can trust your word. I can trust my word to get to the gym twice a week. I can trust my word to get back to my clients' check-ins when I say that I'm going to get back to them. I can trust my word to post on Instagram multiple times a week. Even if I don't know what I'm going to post today, I still know that I'm going to figure it out for myself because I've built that for myself. I can trust myself enough to eat mindfully. I can trust myself to take my dog on two walks a day unless it's raining right? But write down a list of all the areas in your life where you do trust yourself, where you know that you're showing up as your best and where you know that you're following through on things. And even the insignificant things matter, you guys. Can you trust yourself to cook dinner? Can you trust yourself to cook breakfast? Can you trust yourself to make your bed in the morning? Write them all down to give yourself some more self-assurance. And hopefully that list will be even longer than the areas of your life where you are quote unquote out of integrity. And I want you to pick one to two, maybe three things 
of the things that you say that you will do that you don't do from that list. And I want you to commit to doing those this week. Build up your self-trust here with those things where you are out of integrity. Do the laundry when you say you'll do it. Meditate when you say you'll do it. Call your mom when you say that you will do it. And remember, you are human. So even if you forget one of those days, it's okay. Your subconscious's job is to keep you safe. That's its number one job. And keeping you home from the gym is safe because then you don't have to put on tight leggings and do Bulgarian split squats. And man, those suck, right? My subconscious is keeping me safe when I'm not cleaning the kitchen because I hate cleaning the kitchen. So it's safer for me to just be able to go sit on my couch and do more work and avoid the kitchen because I enjoy working on my business. I'm enjoying podcasting. I don't enjoy cleaning. So give yourself some grace there and commit to taking action on a few of those, not all of them, just one to two this week. Do it for one week. And then I want you to come back to that list and see if it's correlated with a little bit more self-trust, self-confidence, and self-trust on those bigger, important things that you wrote down too. Because you might find as a byproduct that when you build up self-trust in other areas of your life, that you start to follow through on those big, important things, potentially. This is how you start to trust the process and trust the journey, you guys. Because you will start to build up trust that you will continue to show up day after day for yourself. And then on a last note here, in order to build up trust in yourself, you need to be around people that lift you up instead of tearing you back down. I cannot tell you how hard it is to build up self-trust when you are constantly being torn down emotionally. And this tearing down of emotions, of this tearing down of self-trust, it could potentially be under the guise of helping you to be a better person, right? There is a lot of toxic mindset work out there. There's a lot of toxic spirituality out there. I recently realized that my yoga teacher training that I did was actually a yoga cult. Feel free to look up the podcast Journey into Yoga Cults. That is the exact methodology that I studied under. And they taught us how to gaslight ourselves. They taught us not to trust ourselves and our bodies because anytime I felt uncomfortable, anytime any, anything popped up in our lives that made it difficult to go to the yoga teacher training, they would flip it back on us and they would accuse us of not following the philosophy well enough. We needed to go back and study. We needed to go back and better ourselves. And so I've, I've really been stuck in this toxic spiral of anytime I feel uncomfortable at all, I turn it back on myself. And then I see it as a fault in myself and that I am not good enough and I need to go back and do some mindset work. Hey, that's why I'm so freaking good at mindset work and I have so much to teach about it, right? Because for the last five to six years, I have been under the impression that every time someone makes me uncomfortable, that it's a fault of my own and it doesn't mean anything about the person. 
Uh, well, that cult was led by a narcissist, right? And it is in their best interests to keep you doubting yourself, right? So there's a lot of toxic mindset work that you might see out there, even in the fitness space and especially on the social media world. I'm going to do an episode about it in the future, but definitely be aware of things like anxiety is just you living in the future. Makes you feel bad for the thoughts that you have. Depression is just you living in the past. Again, it makes you feel bad for being depressed when you should not have any shame around that. Terms like positive vibes only, they make you feel bad for feeling bad, but we're human. In order to feel happiness, you have to go through the sadness in order to appreciate happiness. And please, 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 if you have a fitness coach or a coach of any kind, make sure that you can trust them to hold a safe space for you and what you need. Because I trusted my coaches to create a safe space for me. And over and over again, I would come to them with the struggles that I was facing. I would come to them describing the emotional eating and the anxiety attacks that I was going through. And they would make me feel bad for it. They would make me feel lazy. They would criticize me. And I would end up listening to those minute long check-ins and crying because I didn't feel safe with my coach and I definitely didn't feel safe in my body. So please make sure that you are around people who support you no matter what. No matter what, because you have to feel safe in order to start building that self-trust in yourself. If you are constantly being brought down, it is going to be hard to trust yourself to do things if people are constantly telling you that you're not good enough. If you are looking for a safe place, especially for your health and fitness journey, I welcome you to join my Facebook group. My goal for this Facebook group is to create the safest, most magical, cuddly bubble for women on fitness journeys. No savvy pain point marketing, no shame, guilt, or fear, because nothing is a punishment on your fitness journey. Food has no moral value, whether you consume a little or a lot of it, and we don't shame anyone for their food choices, size, shape, preferred workout method, mental health struggles, or struggles in general. You will just find a very loving environment from a team who cares very, very much about the mindsets and mental health of everyone, including the clients that we work with. And the reason why I'm getting really big on this Facebook group is because it's a group and I get to let people in, right? So it's not like Instagram where anyone can follow or anyone can say something negative. It is a closed group that you are free to join but it is a safe place for people on their fitness journeys. So I would love for you to join. Otherwise, be on the lookout for my brand new program that I am going to be launching starting next Monday. You will see an announcement for it. And I could not be more proud of myself that I am finally launching it. Oh, I'm so hyped. All right, guys, get out there, lift some weights, do some strong girl shit, and remember how powerful you really are. Thanks for listening to another episode of Witchy Wellness with M. I'm on a mission to change the game with health and fitness coaching through adding in all of this mindset work you hear on the podcast. So if you love the show, please help me out by leaving a review. Remember, mindset alone won't get you to your goals, but when you combine it with action and strategy, 
you're limitless.